0: Welcome. Too much? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I'll turn it down a bit. Welcome. Nah, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough.
1: So this week, Tom gave me Fallout Boy, and I gave him R.E.M.
0: So I gave Cameron Fallout Boy to listen to, purely for the reason I kind of thought he would not have... Great deal of fun, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of find their music quite fun, so I thought maybe if I could educate him in, in how to have fun, he'd be a better person for it.
1: And you think Fall Out Boy is the solution to that problem? Yeah, interesting.
0: All right, should we start with REM? Should we start with me? Let's start with REM, that'd be nice. I think it's obvious that everybody in the world. Has heard of an REM song. Or Rem, as my flatmate calls them. Rem? Yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) So I listened to Rem. (laughs) (laughs) That's me in the corner. So I set myself a challenge of listening to all those studio albums before we came to record this, and I succeeded. Which is huge because
1: I consider myself a massive REM fan, and I've never done that.
0: Which is weird, because I would have thought if you're a massive fan of something, you would want to find out as much as you can about it. Hmm. And it's there. You've got Spotify Premium. You can even listen to them ad-free. <laughs> yeah, I no. uh, For only twelve ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I've never gone, okay, I can listen to that album today, that album tomorrow, that album. And done it in chronological order, which... Depending on how
0: you've enjoyed it, I may now do. I would recommend doing it. It wasn't that... It really, it really wasn't a hardship. Good. At all. So I, start, I started at album number one, went all the way through to number 15. And to get it done in time, I, do, I did have to do some late nights. I'm quite sleep-deprived. <laughs> <laughs> Such it's commitment. So much material. <laughs> yeah. I thought I could get away with doing an album in the morning, an album in the evening. But I'd got past the weekend, and I still wasn't out of the 80s. <laughs> so,
1: You've listened to more REM albums this week than you've had
0: meals. Would that be correct in saying? That would be correct in saying, Actually, <laughs> Wow. That's so it's, great. It's uh, lucky, I'd say. I don't think there's any... Artist, is anything like artist I know that has 15 albums, studio albums? I mean, I'm listening to 15 studio albums and I'm skipping through EPs and live albums and oh God, yeah. the deluxe versions where they have all the um, demo versions. I can't be doing that.
1: That's a, 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 yeah. That annoys me when albums get released with a
0: load of demos on. But uh, at least they have the common courtesy to put the demo right at the end.
1: But I don't want to hear that. I want to hear. Well, you don't you, need to, just uh, stop. Don't
0: you? Oh, yeah, but. Yeah, anyway.
1: I could rant about that for a while, but. <laughs> um, Things to do. So. <laughs> I
0: was trying to think about how to describe this. I, didn't th- I don't think there's a great deal of variation from album to album. There no. is an REM sound throughout it all. And I think even when they experiment on later albums, it's still very REM. And if you like the REM sound, then you're going to have a great time because it's it's always there. I don't think... Their albums aren't repetitive as well. No. But they are very similar.
1: There's progression there as well.
0: Slightly. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't say that there's they like will do one album in a certain genre and then do another album in a, in a completely different genre. An example for me where they push themselves the most is potentially New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Have you listened to that? Yeah.
1: So that's where everybody hurts.
0: No. Bollocks. <laughs> um. uh, that New Adventures in Hi-Fi is the album after... Monster. Oh, yes. And Everybody Hurts is on Automatic for the People. Automatic. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. They got quite dark.
1: Yeah. Um, Because I think New Adventures in Hi Fi, from what
0: I remember, wasn't as well received, possibly. It wasn't well received publicly. Like, the sales were down. But critically, it's like the best album. It's actually my favourite album. It's Michael Stipe's favourite album as well. Yeah, well, me and Michael Stipe, you know, like we're, <laughs> we're basically the same person. We have similar ideas, and you know, I think we'd be good friends. And see, for me, I think this is the most progressive album that they do, because in the album they seem to have quite a few genres. They've they sort of it's quite a little bit electronic. It's quite rocky in places. A bit country in others. There's a song called Undertow. Go down to the water, drink down. quite sexy mm. it's quite a sexy flirtatious song don't expect that from aria you really don't <laughs> because Actually, they
1: are quite a sexless band aren't they
0: so if we go back to the beginning you hadn't listened to like any of their first five albums from start to finish you'd only listen to the best of album which yeah is... uh,
1: uh, yeah I'd listen to and I feel fine dot 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 the best of the IRS years right 1982 to 1987 Which completely encapsulates that entire period for me. Yeah. Every time I've branched out a little bit from that, there's it's still great. But if you want to get into early REM, that's brilliant album.
0: So you would recommend not actually listening to their albums, just listen to... Who's got the
1: time for that, Tom?
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking found the time. (laughs) I care. I care about this podcast. I care about this project. I care about improving myself for you.
1: So they were on the label IRS Mm -hmm. for that time. So that compilation album is literally just the songs from that record label before they moved to Warner Brothers and, as you say became rem or
0: but the they, public's perception of them they i mean this is, i had no idea i mean when i realized that their albums went all the way back to 1982 i didn't know what to expect playing that first album and i was shocked at how rem they sounded it's incredible isn't they it? they just sounded like a younger rem and i'm thinking this is basically the 70s yeah and then i sort of In my head, I had this eureka moment of, like, oh, my God, they're the godfathers of Alternative Rock. And then I Googled it and realised other people had followed suit with my thought (laughs) that they are the founders of Alternative Rock. It's great when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I was so happy with myself. Because Peter Buck quite often
1: gets asked, was Johnny Marr from the Smiths a massive influence on
0: you? To which he goes... No, because we started about the same time. Yeah. The first four albums went by with it all being completely new material for me. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Any highlights? There are a few highlights. I mean, there are quite a lot of highlights. I have, in fact, thank you very much for reminding me, I have created a playlist. Ooh. Sort of a starter pack for anybody who's looking to start REM. playlist is, is 64 songs. Take you four hours to go go through. <laughs> so on the first few albums, uh, you've got tracks like "Catapult,", Catapult, 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 Catapult. "So Central Rain," "Camera," "Maps and Legends." I genuinely cannot tell you why I like them. Just because it feels so long ago since I listened to them.
1: They're very... Those early albums, quite a lot of it. Um, there's a formula of a guitar riff intro and stipes. Very distinctive vocals. So distinctive. That... Or murmur. <laughs> he's, like. got, he's got
0: one of the most unique voices in, in rock, yeah. I would argue. Well, I'm not going to tell you why I'm arguing it. I just think he does. I think they did an extensive amount of touring in those first few years. But this, I, I don't know how they managed to do that. 1983 album out, 1984 album out, 1985 album out, 6, seven, eight. six albums in five years, or well, six years, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah. Six albums, an album each year, is insane. In how many years? I think five years. In how many <laughs> albums? Six. <laughs> 80, so how 18, al- 18 albums <laughs> so how many in albums four years. It's <laughs> <That's> just unprecedented. <laughs> but seriously, like you just will never get that again. And I had no idea that they toured extensively. I, I kind of just assumed that they just shut up in studios for a decade and like in 1988 they after green they're like let's just breathe for just a have second a rest. <laughs> I think let's that... get out of the stench that is this studio <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even that like the fact that that was considered that was considered a break was three years yeah I mean,
0: and that's what you would that's like an average gap in between albums two three years now isn't it yeah what impressed me the most is that you're listening to album after album after album that was released year after year after year. And the quality doesn't dip in those first Ever, actually. I'd like to just mention Document and It's the End of the World as You Know It.
1: What a great song.
0: It's, it is a great song and it's such a fun song.
1: Yeah, it's so different. But yes, yeah, O R E M. REM did uh, an MTV unplugged uh, session, and they did an unplugged version of this song, which is absolutely brilliant. It's just them playing it acoustically.
0: Would you recommend people go watch that?
1: I would recommend people go and watch slash listen to that.
0: Well, everybody, welcome to our first weekly Cameron's video recommendation. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> One more time for the folks at home there, Cameron. What would you recommend for them to go watch? Oh, but would I recommend that? If I'm only recommend, am I recommending one a week? You can have several. Can I have
1: several? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Um uh, REM, it's the end of the world, as we know it, unplugged.
0: Thank you very much, Cameron, for your weekly video recommendation.
1: <laughs> so when they do it unplugged, it ages it massively by the fact that at the beginning he says, Oh, we had to uh print the words out on a computer <laughs> um, and he proceeds to nail every lyric except one which i still don't know whether he does it deliberately he sort of goes and then carries on <laughs> but that's just funny did you did you see the spotify adverts that came out a couple of years ago and this was used in it and it it was uh, it was a poster and it just said to the 2,000 people that streamed It's the end of the world as we know it on the day of the Brexit vote everything's going to be alright <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing
0: I think that's probably my favourite lyric of the song though it's the end of the world as we know it and I feel fine that's great
1: I think it's very, it's very relevant to the situation we're currently living in
0: yeah and that was the first five albums worth of music, and what a good start. Oh, let me get to Green and uh, one of our favourite songs we had played, we'd actually played together Orange Crush.
1: I think that's the song that is the transition between the two periods. I don't even also know what it's about. What's it about?
0: Oh, it's about Vietnam War. It
1: is. No, it's about Agent Orange, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think his, yes. His
0: dad served in uh, Vietnam. Yeah, the, the song's title is a reference to the chemical defoilant Agent Orange manufactured by Monsanto Corporation and <laughs> Dow Chemical for the US Department of Defense and used in Vietnam. <laughs> so that's just some information I have off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, so my highlight of green is "You are the everything."
0: Sometimes I feel like I can't even see I'm very scared of this world
1: which also is part of that transition between uh, between the old and the new REM. So that's uh, the riff of that is a mandolin. Oh, piece of buck loved a mandolin he t- discovered the mandolin in the early 90s and he never looked back um, so that I think is a fantastic song
0: but the next album after Green is Out of Time which is the album that made R.E.M. R.E.M.
1: such good that's that's the one I've listened to through the most
0: so many good songs I think it's fair to say the most important song is Losing My Religion ashamed to say that actually their biggest hit quite rightly should be their biggest hit do you know what it's about uh it's about loving someone who doesn't know you exist
1: yeah it's about it's not about (laughs) losing your religion no apparently
0: that's that's just a saying yeah
1: it's it's uh stuff's gone so badly you've you've given up you've given up you've got nothing and i think it's an incredible metaphor for Relationships and love and stuff yeah. like that, um, which I think is fantastic. And the riff, yeah, again a mandolin. That album as well, so much variety. Shiny happy people.
0: Yeah, did you know that, that was going to be the theme song to Friends? Bollocks! That was going to be my fact. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: have you ever have you seen the Have you seen the opening of Friends with it played over? Because it I fits perfectly. Me. But even the <laughs> not the clap. No. <laughs> um, do, have you? Did you know the history behind that song? That actually, he wrote that as a piss take. It was a. It was like a piss take of a pop song have you seen the video the video is mental i
0: haven't seen the video
1: is that another recommendation
0: cameron's video recommendation (laughs) number two is
1: shiny happy people by rem
0: do you know who the backing singer is oh here's it it? her name is katie pearson oh and she is the redhead from the b52s they're the band who did Love Shack. The
1: rest of that album, was, we still talk about multiple bits of that album. What did you think of country feedback?
0: Was
1: I, had I, lost my head.
0: I need this. I need this.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Do you know the story behind it? <laughs> yep. sufficient. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I don't know the story behind it.
1: Um, So that's that's Michael Stipe's favourite song. Is it? Yeah.
0: Ooh.
1: It's not. I don't think it's got the cleverest name in the world. Because
0: it sounds like country
1: music. Because it's country music with some feedback on it, which isn't particularly
0: deep. Why? Not everything has to be deep. Sometimes a gentle tickle. Around the appropriate area is just enough.
1: Oh, I've got another video recommendation, Tom. Fucking hell! I feel like we've overdone this feature. So any of the live versions of this on YouTube are beautiful. Oh. One, of, one of which, uh, Stipe starts with a section of a poem and then goes into it, into the song. There's another version with Neil Young joining them in it. And he recorded it just improvising.
0: That's amazing.
1: I mean, I'm. It's one of those things that, is, is that I, like, I have no idea how to. He quote went into the studio with a few things written on a bit of paper.
0: That's essentially improvising, isn't and, it? You have a uh, you have a brief
1: sketch, and you can almost hear it because there's no there's no song structure to it. It's just a sort of ramblings about a relationship falling apart, and it's just a load of metaphors for that. Yeah. So, um, this shirt don't fit us right, and things like that. But yet yeah, he still manages to get a melody out of it and a, and a meaning and... I th- yeah, I just think it was a fantastic piece of music.
0: For When he recorded the lyrics to Losing My Religion, he wanted to do it in one take so he could just capture that pure emotional moment. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do multiple takes and, and take away from that. That level of thought into a song, like you, you want your voice to be cracking up a little bit. You want to properly perform it to be as emotive as possible you're not just rehashing words that you wrote down ages ago this is a lot of meaning
1: yeah and you can hear that
0: yeah he nailed it absolutely nailed it
1: and i think that's the same with country feedback i think he did one take left the studio and that song has been just etched into history really
0: tell you what is interesting reading about it obviously it's how we learn things he has only ever written one autobiographical song. First song of the final album, Discover. Hey baby, he said that's the only autobiographical song he's written. I didn't know that. Yeah, so the rest is just are just stories in his head. Thoughts and feelings he has, but not, not particularly related to him. He's just empathetic. Anyway, okay, there's Power Through. Yeah, um, we should Power Through. Um, out of Time to. Automatic for the People. And I think the main track to really talk about. Actually, first thing first, you follow up an album like Out of Time a year later. A, again, a year later. A year? <laughs> You come out with Automatic for the People, which has these songs on it. Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight, Everybody Hurts, Man on the Moon, Night Swimming. That's just four of a very, very good album. A year. A year. A year. What have we done in a year? We have tried and failed
1: to record a podcast. <laughs> night Swimming, I need to say, is beautifully written night swimming a quiet night have you seen um him on jules holland uh michael stipe and mike mills who yeah. is the bassist but plays the piano on this song and jules holland's like so, so what's this like song about? And my and uh, Michael Stipe just goes, "Night swimming." <laughs> 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 oh, For a man who's so deep, just to be—it's just what it is. It
0: deserves a quiet night. It I'm not sure people my... understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because most all of their stuff was so guitar, guitar-driven. Mm. Just to have a beautiful piece of piano music.
0: And then, of course, you've got Everybody Hurts. Well, everybody hurts. But sometimes everybody cries. Another stunning and beautiful and uplifting song. Uplifting? Yeah. Do you, tell you, do you think that's uplifting? It is uplifting. Do you think? What, what's the lyric? It's alright, it's okay. Everybody hurts. You're going to be fine, is the theme, isn't it? It is, but also it's so sad. When, you, when you're sure you've had enough of this life, well, hang on, don't let yourself go, because everybody cries and everybody hurts sometimes. It's like, don't feel alone. In your darkest moments, do not feel alone, because everybody's going through this. You're quite a positive person, now, aren't you? Actually, I've written something down about R.E.M., it's my own thought. an original Tom thought. ding, ding. Yeah. See what you think, actually, of this.: yeah. I think Have your you original thought? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think of it?) See, <laughs> 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 so I think this band could be your best friend. Uh, they can make you laugh. they can make you dance. They can drag you off your ass to go do something fun. They can make you reflect. And they can drag you from your darkest moments. That's beautiful. Do you like know that? Do I... How many of
1: those do I do?
0: Or we drag you into your darkest moments. <laughs> That's why I need REM to get me out of them. <laughs> you, you make me laugh. You definitely make me laugh. You never make me dance. You don't really <laughs> drag me off my ass to go do something fun, but you, you suggest fun things to do, and I'll be like, eh, maybe next week. <laughs> you definitely make me reflect on whether or not this relationship's worth having. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean? They're such a, they're such a versatile band. They, they, they have something for everybody in any particular <sighs> mood. What's next? So Monster was the next one. Bit more Rocky. Monster. I think it opened with a, a great track. What's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency, Kenneth? And show drain, uh, uh
1: I think that was seen as a bit more of a throwback to their older stuff.
0: Yeah, it did sort of remind me of a sort of similar vein to It's the End of the World. But that's what I've got to say about Monster. It was just a nice album. Again, and that, uh, the first track was the highlight for me. Uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, however, is my favourite album, because it has one of my favourite songs by the band, which is Leave.
1: keeps me. keeps me. That's keeps me. Have
0: you heard Leave? Possibly. I have shown you Leave. And I remember you telling me that it sounded awful. Really? <laughs> when was that? Uh, I think we are in sick form. We weren't as close. <laughs> so I think the main reason why you don't like it... A, it takes about a minute to get to the point, And then the point is just sort of a guitar effect going... Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Which then continues for the next six minutes. It's just really beautiful art. <laughs> Because you love the stuff that there's a lot going on, don't you? I do love the drama. But, but th- this is the first R.E.M. song that I'd heard outside of the Best Of album. If, if there was one album that I could recommend to you to look at that you haven't heard properly before, it would be this one. See, that's really good because uh, I know very well
1: Electrolyte, Ebo the Letter, mm-hmm. the the big hits from that album. But I've never listened to it, actually, I don't think, the entirety. So I will go and do that. I
0: think there there are many better songs than the big hits on that one. Which I think is is probably the only album where I would say that. I'm probably going to skip ahead a bit, if that's okay.
1: Well, the next couple of albums weren't majorly acclaimed critically, were they?
0: No, they're still good. They're still good. You can still listen to them. And I I really think you should. You'll find tracks there that you will enjoy. See, I'm just going to skip ahead to the penultimate album. I was starting to unwind a little bit from REM and being ready for it to be over. And then... And then the penultimate album came. (laughs) And then Accelerate came. Accelerate. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and it was really good.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> so rocky, great that, that that was their reply, yeah, to everyone saying they've lost it.
0: They hadn't lost it. They had lost just, it they doing something
1: else? Oh it was
0: so great. I
1: love that album. Why do you love it so much? It's the first one I bought that was just their album, okay, which shows how late I came to it all. It's such a good album by itself in terms of the as a rock album they they went back completely to their roots. It sounds a lot more modern. Yes. And it's like cleaned up a lot more. Actually, yeah, even yeah, I mean, I'm saying it's going back to their roots.
0: It's it, just it's sorry, it's just a great alternative rock album. Yeah, actually, it stands it, it stands alone. You it really does. And you could put that up against their contemporaries. You could put it up against a Muse album or a Nirvana album or a um or any band of the noughties You're not going to think, "Oh, that's a bunch of old dudes doing that." Yeah so it's definitely worth a listen from start to finish and I think you just bef- because it's like their final couple of albums you don't expect it to be this good and it was the final album they toured yes and, and that leads very nicely onto the final album can I say one more thing about this? Maybe it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look so happy with that as well. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go on. T- I mean, yeah, d- sure. I mean, d- d- tell me what you want to... T- tell me everything. Um, there's a really good video. <sighs> of I told you you could have three. You've had about six now. You're taking the piss. Um, right, next time, I'll let you have these six... <laughs> Next time, you have three and you think about it. (laughs) You can have three per artist, fine, but you think about it beforehand. I don't want you coming in here with like, oh, here's a really good video. Every music video is really good. I haven't even mentioned Imitation of Life and how good that video is. I haven't mentioned a music video
1: once. You did. I've mentioned live albums. You mentioned the videos to Shiny Happy People. people. Can Can I replace that with this one? It
0: depends. If it fits or not. Just say what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, there's an excellent video on YouTube of them playing Living Well is the Best Revenge. A car? So someone's driving along. And no,
0: I understand what a car is. <laughs> so it's,
1: someone's driving along. He's,
0: he's miming it. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually miming it.
1: <laughs> and um, playing playing like drums on, on what, the dashboard. On the dashboard. Oh. <laughs> like on the steering wheel, hit the drums, Stope singing, and then they're all the rest How of them. How does snipe sing? Um, on the dashboard. Okay. Uh, and the rest of them are sort of crammed in the back.
0: And since we're just throwing in random video recommendations willy nilly, <laughs> you guys should all check out Imitation of Life <gasps> because it is only a 20 second video clip that is just zoomed in and out of. I've never watched that. You've not watched it? No. you genuinely not watched it? No. Oh, camera's really good. You've got Michael Stipe dancing in the corner. Yeah. And then you've just got just a whole... It's like a, a mini-story happening. So they'll zoom in on a certain bit of the story. And 20 seconds will happen. Then they'll rewind 20 seconds while they're zooming out and then zoom in on another thing. And you've got people mouthing the lyrics at certain points. And it's very, very clever. That's cool. Yeah. Which leads us very nicely <laughs> onto the final album that they ever did
1: this is my favourite album of all time of all
0: time Collapse Into Now
1: yep yeah. is that what it's called?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep I, th- I believe they knew they were quitting after this album uh, very amicably we should say it was just. It was, if, it, if anyone's worried, just to get in on panic. They're not friends anymore. They're still very good friends. Uh, it was just they ran out of REM stuff that they wanted to do. They've so.
1: said from, you can tell from the album artwork, which when you look at the album artwork, you get. Of course, yes, they're all waving. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh look at that. They're going goodbye.
0: <laughs> I had four favourite songs, which were, Discoverer, All the Best. Alligator Aviator Autopilot Animator and Blue. And my favourite out of those is Alligator Aviator Autopilot Animator. I think kind of purely because it's got peaches on it. Yeah. I know you're a big fan, so why don't you tell me more about Peaches? If you done that deliberately? Yeah. <laughs> you just gave a little year of. Does it have Peaches? Gelled <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was genuinely like. Who the fuck's Peaches? Sucking on my titties
1: like you wanted me, calling me all the time like Blondie. Check out my crissy behind, it's
0: fine all of the time. The video's hilarious. They're going around. A, I assume some sort of European city wearing like chicken suits. The videos are all a bit weird for that. The final album.
1: Yeah. They did a video for every single one, didn't they? Um, but what a swan song! Oh, so yes. What
0: a way to go out. And the fact that you haven't listened to all of their albums shocks me. And now I will. Yeah. Now I feel like I have to. You really do. You really should. I mean, like that's going to be a really good weekend for you. Shall we move on? That's I need well. to pee. How was your week?
1: I was very loud, Tom. Very loud.
0: Do you feel better? I feel quite hyped. Yeah, hyped. Hyped. Now, I I gave you specific instructions... Which I ignored. ...to listen to the last three albums... ...and the first album's YouTube series, The Young Blood Chronicles. What did you do, Cameron? Cameron? Have we said that this is Fallout Boy, by the
1: way? This is Fallout Boy. Why do you like them? Yeah, because I was gonna say, did you ever go through an emo phase? No, never at all.
0: But I would say what I like about Fallout Boy is that they're not emo-y anymore. No, because so
1: I started listening and I didn't enjoy it, Tom. Well their first album's awful. I'm good to go for something good. Then. Love Well, no, yeah, no. Yes. So go, well, the first album, at beginning of the week, was not having any of it. I feel like if I wanted to listen to that sort of music, which I, I do not think has aged well anyway, I'd listen to Dookie by Green Day, which has pretty much the same elements. that And that came out in 94.
0: Yeah, and then their first album was 90,
1: uh, 2003. Yeah. Simple chord progressions, a, a loud. Bass guitar, basket case, for example, is sort of Dookie's one of Dookie's biggest songs, and that, uh, and I think that's just better in that respect. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything? I'll
0: like will the stuff they were doing early on. It wasn't revolutionary or anything. But they see, they seem to they seem to get quite popular from. Mm. Uh, I think certainly amongst our youth.
1: Groups. I was still into that sort of indie music, but I liked the British bands more. But actually I listened to that today and I've let my fringe down a bit this week. I haven't spoken to my parents for a week. I think I've progressed back to that mid teen stage <laughs> and actually I quite enjoyed it. I had <laughs> listened to it on the train earlier. And like, actually, you know what? They've got a couple of good songs. I think it's been a little bit Stockholm syndrome i I've, I've only only exposed myself to Fall Out Boy and I've come round to it. And I hate myself for that, Tom. So initially that first album didn't yeah, didn't like those songs that play a bit guitar, pause, voice
0: comes in, whole band joins. Those classic indie It's almost like a boy band. Yeah. Even though you've got four different voices, it's, they'll, they'll all get their own individual verse.
1: Some busted vibes I was actually getting from yeah. that first album. Yeah. Um, but even so, uh, some of uh, some of the notes he hits. He's a very good singer. Almost Matt Bellamy-esque. Careful. From Muse. I listened to that first album the whole way through and was like, oh, it's going to be a long week. The first line of the first song of the second album... Brothers and sisters put this record down Take my advice cause we are It's very difficult not to ignore
0: that advice. Isn't the first song of the second album called Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of This Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued? And I try to find
1: what it is and I think there's a lot of rumours on what it should be called. I think it's something like My MySpace Ho. Or something it was supposed to be called. Seems quite tame. And Myspace didn't like that.
0: Oh wait, I, see it was like oh so it's not like it's actually bad mouthing. But somebody. I think I think I think that's a massive rumour. Yeah. Can, can you imagine if it was called My Myspace Ho, that song would not have been at all relevant now. No. Oh, what the fuck is MySpace? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to find them quite interesting lyrically. Cause the the main lyricist Bassist Pete, Pete yeah. Pence. I think he comes up with some really cool lyrics.
1: Yeah, from the from the first album, I the only lyric I actually wrote down from the entire thing, I read about the afterlife and never really lived, which is in Saturday, which is in the first. It's very album, good. Lyric. Very, which I think is quite good powerful. Album. The rest of it, yeah, the rest of it, I didn't. Nothing really grabbed me.
0: Do um, you find it difficult to engage with lyrics if the music isn't very good?
1: I think. If the music, there's a, lot, there's a lot of noise, like in this, and I literally struggle to hear the lyrics because of his voice and his whiny voice, I have to really, really concentrate. Whereas artists that throw the lyrics in your face and that's all you have to go on, an elbow, for example. There's less background stuff going on. I wasn't listening to the lyrics. So yeah, that that second album, I they start to go a little bit more poppy. Third album, stuck it on the gym. I was going, I was walking to the gym. And I was thinking, oh god, okay, I've got through two albums. Let's go three. Starts with a bit of Jay Z, popping up.
0: Welcome, Yeah, that was random, wasn't it? That was random.
1: I thought, oh, OK, that's a different, interesting way of starting this. And I didn't realise how big they got. They were like the one of the biggest bands in the world by this point.
0: I'd say it is quite weird. I mean, so the, the next album, Infinity on High, that came out when we were in year eight. I don't remember. I only I remember um, a friend showing us, this ain't a scene, it's an arms race. The, scene a the hilarity ensued when we thought, he was actually singing this ain't a scene, it's a goddamn ass face. <laughs> and to a to a thirteen year old Classic year eight. I was just like, What is he singing? <laughs> it's an ass <arse> face. <laughs> <What?"> <laughs> I've never touched a girl. <laughs> um,
1: I liked the fact they got a bit of orchestral stuff in there. Mm. Golden. And, and I saw God crying the reflection of my energy with no time for me I really liked actually as a song. Basically the least Fallout Boy song I came across was my favourite. I want to make one point which I feel like is my overarching point about Fallout Boy, yep. which is I feel like they are Maroon 5. I was so high I did not recognize to someone's roughed up a bit. Ooh. I don't I
0: don't really get how they got so big. No, I don't understand. Because I felt like it didn't really stand out that much. The singles were good.
1: Maybe that's because they were the they were the only people really doing it. They revived that punk sound which had been lost in the late nineties. Yeah. Early two thousands. Maybe. Yeah, they hit the teenagers. But yeah, that that album that album I liked. I so like...
0: you're you're in you're in two thousand and seven. How are you feeling with Fall Out Boy so far? You're probably a bit more into it than I am. I was in
1: it, Yeah, I was in a good mood today, and I listened
0: to it, and I thought, oh, okay, actually, this isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, it's scary how much your mood depends on how you receive music. Terrifying. Absolutely it just makes me think how many things have I missed out on just because I wasn't in the mood. I know, yeah. I feel have conversation it for a yeah, different ha- time. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I have Food for thought.
1: <laughs> it's Tom and Cameron's food for thought. <laughs>
0: anyway, so did you did you venture onto Folie
1: Do? Um how you it? Uh, Yeah, I had to Google how to pronounce it. And? Um, I didn't listen to that one hugely because by this point I I'd, I'd liked that the the third album and then I think I read that this album didn't get reviewed as well and um annoyingly never read reviews before listening to something i was immediately slightly put off listening to it and actually when i first listened to it i thought this isn't this is not massively different and the other thing is they had a song with elvis costello which sounded really nice which maybe says a lot about how much i enjoyed his voice that the songs i enjoyed most were when he wasn't singing so they then, so why did they go on, uh, was it because of the
0: reviews that they went on hiatus? I think they just went on hiatus because they, they needed a break. Yeah. You know, it, was, it wasn't that long, I think it was only like three or four years. They went off and did solo projects. They came back and it, it was just very, it seemed very refreshed. And for me, yeah, very I, think that, I think there's a big difference between, say, rock and roll and what they'd done previously. Yeah. Definitely more poppy
1: so much more
0: poppy and i think fair play to them it feels like the shackles are off a little bit i yep. don't know if it's that's age and financial security that it's like that we we've, we've succeeded they became one of the biggest groups in the world they come back and be like i want to do oh, we want to do some pop we just want to make some fun music and what is most telling for me is the amount of samples they use across expect the their first two albums back save rock and roll and american beauty american psycho these quite a few samples. The sample from the Phoenix is in number four, Allegro Non Troppo, by Dmitri Shostakovich. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And the sample own is only like, what would you say that was? 20 seconds? If yeah. that. Yeah. Just to take that, beef it up, put a whole song around it, which is very energetic. For an album opener, it grabs you immediately. Didn't know it, that was a, a sample. That's
1: interesting, actually. I'm not sure whether that makes me think I like it more or less. Part, For- of, me, part of me thinks because it was a sample, I'm going to listen to that, the original, 100%.
0: In the original, it happens about five minutes in.
1: Okay, with that song, I think I think it's big and it's great and it's huge. The lyrics, I'm not particularly. They tried to find something that rhymed with phoenix, so they came up with remix.
0: Yeah, no fair play.
1: And uh, I, I'm gonna change you like a remix. It makes sense. I mean, it does make sense.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna raise you like a phoenix. Do you reckon it's like oh, raise you like a phoenix? That's a good lyric. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna rhyme it with? Fuck. Oh, um, scenic. Scenic. Uh, Remit. Re- <laughs> remix. 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 Change you like a remix. You change You change music in remixes? Remix. Fucking hell, man. That's perfect. Whack it in. What about Twix? Shit. Uh, Twix. They are delicious. Can you change a Twix? But we would need to get, you know, the lawyers to clear... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I like lyrics personally,
1: I think they're quite good I've got a funnier version for that Yeah, It was either Remix or Weetabix
0: Do they have Weetabix in America? I don't know You're a bit too confident with Funnier <laughs> I just, for, for me this album's just a bit relentless, in a good way At the time when I was listening to this it was, somewhere, it was at a time where I needed to get something done so actually putting on this album where it's a constant beat there were no pauses there's no acoustic intermissions i had to fumble around and skip that's a good point actually it was just very very good and it got stuck in my head and i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed the lyrics and i enjoyed the drama of it there was this lyric in miss missing you That's cool. It's a very cool lyric. I think Fall Out Boy is littered with those little gems, those really nice lyrics that, yeah, they might not, they're not, might not be the cleverest band or the most innovative band, but they, they can, they, for me, they, they can reach you on a very personal level. That's really cool. Through that, those
1: little lyrics. Because I hadn't even considered that, that. That's why you like them. Because I think a lot of people wouldn't like them because of that.
0: Did you watch The Young Blood Chronicles? I watched a bit of it. Did you watch where he lost his hand? No. So that happens in the second (laughs) video. See... (laughs) I honestly can't believe you didn't watch this. (laughs) It's the one thing. I I stressed it. I wrote it down. I was like, listen to Save Rock and Roll and then go watch the videos. It'll take you 40 minutes. Why did you not watch them?
1: I started watching them last night... I was also cleaning my teeth. You had all fucking week. To be honest, Tom, I haven't got the contract plan on my phone that allows me that much data. You
0: have Wi-Fi (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere has Wi-Fi. Not on the Thames link. You come come home at like five o'clock at night. Yeah, I do do that. Right. So sit in bed, watch The Young Blood Chronicles... (laughs) because Elton John is in it as God and Courtney Love is in it as the bad guy. I was, I was it's incredible.
1: I was going to say with this this album the like the fact they've got Foxes, is it Big Sean, Courtney Love and Elton John as like good comeback. Isn't what, it? what a like what a rap party that must have been yeah. with those four. <laughs> um,
0: but no, I Idiot. I started watching it and you, I was, they all get kidnapped. Wait, oh wait, this <laughs> is important because you will really appreciate this. Okay, do you know what the lead singer's name is? Full name? Pete something. Nope. No, uh, uh, what's he called? Patrick. Sp- Patrick, what's his last name? Macy. No. Morsey. No. No Hansie. You close. Hansy. No. Handless. Stump. <laughs> his name is Patrick Stump. Guess what happens to him in the music video? Um, he gets bowled out in cricket. <laughs> he loses his hand. His hand gets chopped off. That is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's really funny.
1: I, 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 That's the thing. I didn't know when you, when I was watching it. It's like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? There's bit. also
0: a lyric in one of the songs. I don't have the right name. Right <laughs> yeah. like, That's Patrick Just Stump all over, isn't it? Certainly you? got that right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's, uh, that is that is in the song with Foxes. That's in Just One Yesterday. Um, For anybody who's curious. Yeah, no, yeah, no, sorry.
1: I, I, I made it start watching it, and I and I thought, you know what, I'm not a bod. Mm. Fair enough. Um,
0: Each to their own, but you have let me down massively.
1: <laughs> Do you, you, know you think that's a rock album? No. Okay, good, carry on. So, you loved that album. What were your thoughts when American Beauty, American Psycho?
0: Um, didn't think it was as good. Did you not? No, initially. Oh. It's pretty similar. Very similar. Centuries is an amazing song. Uma Thurman is probably my favourite song on that.
1: See, I absolutely despised that when I first listened to it. Uma
0: Thurman or Centuries?
1: Uma Thurman. Really? Um, But uh, I've listened to it a bit more and... Ironically, because that's one of the lyrics, it's been, I can't get it out of my head. Throughout the entire day I sat at work today, I was just like, I can't get you out of my head. Where's that from? And, and, oh God, it's from Fallout Boy. And then I, I'm in. The little riff, is that, that theirs?
0: Here we go. Now he knows. No, that is also a sample. Oh, for God's sake! That is from the Munsters. Theme to the Munsters. Oh, it is. But it's interesting. You're disappointed finding out that that's a sample, and I was impressed. <laughs> it's funny how they had a song saying, "I hey, our, our agent told us we can't pull this song. This song, otherwise we're going to get sued." Yeah, and yet. Then went and called a song Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman. <laughs> whilst using the theme to the monsters as their main riff.
1: Why is it called Uma Thurman?
0: She, uh, she wants to dance like Uma. Thur- Do you know? Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Uh, yes. You know when Uma Thurman dances. Yeah, I think it's a reference to that. Can't be one hundred percent sure. Yeah, that was just,
1: that was a stupid question.
0: Irresistible was a good one. You heard me. But I actually, this this will make you judge me. I actually prefer the version where Demi Lovato sings on it. Ultra poppy. It's not a, not a place for judgment, yeah, Tom. It, I was just because I, I hadn't really heard a lot of Demi Lovato at all. So I'd heard of her and thought, oh, here we go. Another Nickelodeon child is going to descend on the music scene. (laughs) And uh, she was singing along, and she was going an octave higher than Patrick Stump. Hmm. And I thought, that's really impressive. Like She's proper going for it. It sounds really good. Hmm. And it worked. It wasn't as cringy as I thought, and I thought, good version, go for it. And now I I prefer to listen to that version than the original. I'll have a listen. Yeah.
1: As a comparison with R.E.M., (laughs) We talked about how Michael Stipe it, it, it talks very passionately about his music and like when he's given the lyrics of, of Losing My Religion, he says, they're perfect, there's nothing I'd change. It's very confident. Um, Patrick Stump said about this album, apparently, all I can say is some people will love it, some people will hate it. <laughs> And if you can't say that about music, then...
0: <laughs> it's not particularly insightful, is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did read that. I did think that you, they, you take them at face value, and mm. I, I quite like that. Yeah. I've come around a little bit more to that. And it's quite easy.
0: Let's move on to the final album. Because
1: <laughs> uh, I actually have complaints about the final album. You, yeah, I first listened through it. I was like, oh, God, they've become Maroon 5. Yeah. quite annoyed, really. Yeah. And then it was uh, and then didn't listen to it for a few days. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. So the one thing that stands out, which I think you will like, is Young and Menace. Yes! That make up for a not little watching. bit. I'm really
0: glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because this is my one gripe with the album. Yeah, is this this was their lead single? Yeah, Younger Man. And it came out and it was very very different. And I was really excited because it was very easy M like and it was very it was very rock EDM. And it just worked very nicely. And what I like about this song is that they sort of have thrown everything into the the chorus. It's very very dynamic because it's such a, it's such a quiet start. I often forget myself. I'm listening to headphones. The drummer clearly is having a great time during it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Listen to this and thinking, oh, great, this is going to be quite a different album if they've done more of this. Then they release another song uh, a few months later. I think it's Champion. Champion which is just standard. Uh, Fall Out Boy song, basically. Very good. Really enjoyed it. Then they delayed their album release for about six six months to a year. Why was that? Well, they said it's because they're not completely happy with it. And they think it would be unfair to release something that they're not completely happy with. They said it felt rushed. Which would be fine. I think, this is only my opinion, I think they bottled it. Do you think? I think they had an album of Young and Menace type songs. Although I really like this song, the next single to come out after this was The Last Of The Real Ones, which I'm pretty sure, I'm going to play them both of you now, has the exact same riff, but sped up as champion. God, it is. You hear that, right? Yeah. So when, because at the time, all I would got was the singles, so I didn't know the album order. And I thought, oh, maybe they're doing something Coldplay-like. Because Coldplay would often have, st- like, they would repeat lyrics and it would create a yeah. theme. I thought it would be quite cool if they did an album with a the musical theme. Clearly expecting far too much. <laughs> and in the album order, you've got the third single, The Last of the Real Ones, at number two. Champion, the second single number seven which completely blows my theory out of the water and i'm wondering like people must have noticed i haven't bothered to google i should probably google it now (laughs) um but i just thought that was really interesting why would you do that so you don't think it was deliberate i think if it was deliberate they've released the singles
1: in the wrong order they're different enough to make me think they tried to make it different If it was on another song, if it was on three songs, that would, made, that would make me think that it was deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. You've exposed them, Tom. It seems a bit lazy. <laughs> which is a shame, because both are very good songs. Maybe they should have put them in one song. You have the...
0: You could, they probably could have made like <laughs> one of those <laughs> seven, yeah. nine-minute songs. Uh,
1: yeah. That could have been quite cool. The, yeah, the only other thing I'd say about that album, which was, I realised whilst walking through the door to get home, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Brackets, expensive mistakes. What separates them from just pure pop music and makes them slightly more edgy and I think it's like, it gives them a little bit of depth, which we've discussed about are those lyrics that occasionally pop out as being quite deep. Whoa, whoa. Make I like that, that's quite a nice lyric. I mean, they repeat it to the point that they, you know, butcher it in a ditch. But uh, <laughs> um, bit
0: dark. It was quite dark. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: um, <laughs> uh, but I feel, I feel like that separates them a bit from classicy pop music because that song is very happy and quite. Upbeat and uh, sort of gets you going, but has that quite dark lyric underneath it. And quite a lot of their songs have well, sort of happy tunes, but actually the lyrics are a bit darker.
0: Pete Vence is bipolar, and he is the lyricist.
1: Yeah, he so he he's the bassist, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And Patrick Stump, I think the process is he'll write the lyrics, and Patrick will make music to it.
1: Yeah. When I was listening, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe that, that gives them a bit of distance." between your, your One
0: Directions. Mm. They're definitely better than One Direction. I mean, they're definitely
1: better than One Direction, but uh, that was the point that made me think, oh, OK, there's a there's a bit of separation
0: there. Which decade did you prefer Fall Out Boy in? Did you prefer them as a noughties punk pop band or sort of a 2010s pop rock band? I don't know, because
1: I only really liked them today is that because you tried really hard? No, I think I was just in a good mood. I had a quite a good day at work, so...
0: Maybe this caused you a
1: good day Maybe, at work. maybe that was it. Um, I think you need to look at them as separate bands, really. you
0: Are going to listen to them a bit more, maybe?
1: Yeah, I feel like I need to watch those bloody Young Blood Chronicles or you're going to disown me.
0: No, I wouldn't disown you, I love you.
1: Oh, OK, that's right there, I went. <laughs> I'm glad I listened to them, because I, I thought I was cooler than Fall Out Boy. Turns out I'm not.
0: I don't know why you would ever think that. No, I don't. don't... Just because you listen to edgy music doesn't make you an edgy person. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do, Tom. What are we going to listen to next week? I have to say I haven't really given much thought to this. How much do you want your mind broadened? I really want my mind broadened. Really want your mind broadened. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, not too much. 25%. 25%. So I'm going to give you Frightened Rabbit. I've heard of them. Heard them? Heard them. I've either, someone else has suggested them to me. So, I have not listened to them. Great. Is Someone else have ignored on a different podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, the podcast I really enjoy. The really one that you enjoy. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that you're now going to go to and go, I'm going
0: to give you REM. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, no. I'm going to give you Fry and Rabbit. Fry
0: and Rabbit. Okay, exciting. Nice. What am I to expect with Fry and Rabbit? Will I be scared?
1: No. Okay, no, I'm cool. not. I'm going
0: to tell. I'm not going to tell you anything about them. I'm going to treat you. I think you will really enjoy him. I'm going to let you listen to Jose Gonzalez. I'm genuinely quite excited. Well, thank you very much for a wonderful evening. yet again. It's been great. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. We will much. see you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.